following program is intended for mature audiences. Welcome to the podcast. This is Rudy's Revelation. It's Sunday, October 3rd, 2021. This week I'll be talking about the term sovereignty and how it applies to government power, monarchy, and the rights of the people. Also be talking back to the Sunday Talking Heads on CBS Feast the Nation, where Maggie Brennan grills West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, who says there is no chance of a COVID vaccine mandate for students in his state. Also, Lord Fauci, President Biden's chief medical advisor, says even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask and prepare for more shots and that you won't be able to work or go to school without one. Also be checking out the Sunday Morning Propaganda at our favorite feel-good feature news program, CBS Sunday Morning. Our correspondent, David Pogue, talks with so-called experts about so-called misinformation on Facebook, claiming it is the spigot of medically false conspiracy theories. Also, be tearing into the Sunday New York Times, showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes the facts to mislead the public. Also, be going over the weekend headlines all in the next 30 minutes. But first, I'll be taking you back to school, giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. The word of the day is sovereignty. Definition of sovereignty 1A, supreme power especially over body politic B, freedom from external control, autonomy C, controlling influence 2, one that is sovereign especially, an autonomous state. Now there's been a lot of banter about the word sovereignty and whether we're a sovereign country and whether as individuals in a republic you possess Sovereignty. From dictionary.com, sovereign, a monarch, a king, a queen, or other supreme ruler, a person who has supreme power or authority, belonging to or characteristic of a sovereign or sovereign authority royal, having supreme rank or authority, supreme, preeminent, indisputable, greatest in degree, utmost, or supreme. And what we're going to be talking about today is autonomy. This is from Wikipedia. Sovereignty is the supreme authority within a territory. Sovereignty entails hierarchy within the state as well as external autonomy for states. In any state, sovereignty is assigned to the person, body, or institution that has ultimate authority over 
other people in order to establish law or change an existing law. In political theory, sovereignty is a substantive term designating supreme legitimate authority over some polity. In international law, sovereignty is the exercise of power by the state. De jure sovereignty refers to the legal right to do so. De facto sovereignty refers to the factual ability to do so. This can become an issue of special concern upon the failure of a usual expectation that de jure and de facto sovereignty exist at the same time and or of concern and reside with the same organization. Now, sovereignty is a, is a very complicated term. There are many different concepts, domestic sovereignty, independent, independent sovereignty, international legal sovereignty, Westphalian sovereignty, Roman, medieval Reformation, sovereignty, and it talks about the Age of the Enlightenment when Thomas Hobbes and Leviathan and other social contract thinkers, including John Locke, talked about popular sovereignty. Popular sovereignty is the principle that the authority of the state and its government are created and sustained by the consent of the people through their elected representatives ruled by the people who are the source of all political power. It is closely associated with the social contract philosophers such as Thomas Hobbes, John Locke, and Rousseau. Popular sovereignty expresses a concept and does not necessarily reflect or describe the political reality. It does to some of us. Benjamin Franklin expressed the concept when he wrote, In free governments, the rulers are the servants of the people and their superiors and sovereigns. Now we get into this because sovereignty means free to reign and as um, as individuals in a free state, you of course you have free to re you're free to reign over your own life. And uh, an autonomous state, a modern nation state, has sovereignty in a global village, so to speak. And globalism undermines the sovereignty of nation states. But when we talk about individual sovereignty, where um, we're at war basically with people that don't think other people have sovereignty over their own lives. The FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, domestic terrorism, Americans attacking Americans because of U.S.-based extremist ideologies comes in many forms in our post-9-11 world. To help educate the public, we have previously outlined two separate domestic terror threats, eco-terrorist, animal rights extremists, and lone offenders. We look at a third threat, the sovereign citizen extremist movement. And I talked about this a little last week because there was an article in the New York Times about a so-called sovereign citizen who um, moved into this woman's house that she bought and took it over. And again, this is uh, part of the establishment's efforts to demonize individual sovereignty and individualism as it's as it stands. Sovereign citizens are anti-government extremists who believe that even though they're they physically reside in this country, they are separate or sovereign from the United States. As a result, they believe they don't have to answer to any government authority, including courts, taxing entities, motor vehicle departments, or law enforcement. This causes all kinds of problems and crimes. For example, many sovereign citizens don't pay their taxes. They hold illegal courts that issue warrants for judges and police officers. They clog up the court system with frivolous lawsuits and liens against public officials to harass them. According to the FBI, that's just the beginning. Not every action taken in the name of soldered citizens ideology is a crime, but the list of illegal actions committed by these groups, cells, and individuals is extensive. Sovereign citizens commit murder and physical assault. I don't know how that's related to sovereign citizens, per se. 
because other people who aren't sovereign citizens commit murder and physical assault. I think more murder and physical assault is committed by non-sovereign citizens. They threaten judges, law enforcement professionals, and government personnel, impersonate police officers and diplomats, use fake currency passports, license plates, and driver's licenses, and engineer various white-collar scams, including mortgage fraud and so-called redemption schemes. Very briefly, in Sacramento, two sovereign citizens were convicted of running a fraudulent insurance scheme. Fraudulent insurance schemes aren't related specifically to sovereign citizens. Sorry, FBI. In Kansas City, three sovereign citizens were convicted of taking part in a conspiracy using phony diplomatic credentials. They charged customers between $450 and $2,000 for diplomatic identification cards. Again, this is a fraud case, not limited to sovereign citizens or domestic terrorism. In Las Vegas, four men, excuse me, affiliated with the sovereign citizen movement were arrested by Nevada Joint Terrorism Task Force on federal money laundering, tax evasion, and weapons charges. The investigation involved an undercover operation with two of the suspects allegedly laundering more than a million dollars for what they believed was a bank fraud scheme. Again, this isn't related to specifically sovereign citizens movement. They just happen to call themselves sovereign citizens. Sovereignty as an individual is your right in a republic. You have certain rights outlined in the Constitution that give you a semblance of sovereignty over the state, which means your rights are paramount and they're inalienable and given to you by the Creator, according to the Constitution. Wake up! Wake up! All right, we're going to move on to the reading recommendations of the week. Less than 3% of you people read books. This week, a book by Ryan Mishler, Sovereignty in the Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Men. It is not hard to understand why we give up control to others. It is easier, and we're expected to. Sovereignty in the Battle of Hearts and Minds of Men is a call for men to once again rise up and establish themselves as they once were. A revolution, if you will. Inside the pages of this book, we'll uncover the battle each man will inevitably engage in, the external forces fighting against the call to masculinity, and the internal struggle all men must overcome. Men have always been expected to protect, provide, and preside over themselves, their families, their businesses, and their communities by embodying... Going into the headlines, this is from ABC News. Taiwanese foreign minister warns his country is preparing for war with China. Ask Australia for help. Well, Australia has already been compromised by the Chinese, so good luck with that. From AP News, China tightens political control of Internet giants. This is an article by Joe McDonald and Zen Su. The ruling Communist Party is tightening political control over Chinese Internet giants and tapping their wealth to pay for its ambitions to reduce reliance on U.S. and European technology. Anti-monopoly and data security crackdown starting in late 2020. 2020 have shaken the industry, which flourished for two decades with little regulation. From CNN, China sends 77 warplanes into Taiwan defense zone over two days. This is an article by Eric Chung and Brad Lendon. Taiwan has reported a, a record number of incursions by Chinese warplanes into its air defense identification zone for the second day in a row, Taiwan's Ministry of National Defense said on Saturday night. From France 24, thousands of pedophiles active in French Catholic Church since 1950 commission fine. Some 3,000 pedophiles have operated inside the French Catholic Church since 1950, the head of an independent commission investigating the scandal told AFP. The commission's report is due to be released on Tuesday. 
after two and a half years of research based on the church, church and state archives. From Bloomberg, Trump seeks reinstatement of Twitter account in court filing. Former President Donald Trump asked federal judge to force Twitter to temporarily reinstate his account while he sues to permanently return to social media network. If he is running for office as a candidate to bar him from social media is a crime. From the Daily Mail, all in the mind how the mysterious Havana syndrome is a global experiment in mass suggestion and not targeted attack by one expert claims. So if you don't know, Havana syndrome is a microwave attack onto embassy officials in Havana and then in Beijing and then an outlier in Moscow. But um, this expert suggests that it's all in the mind, that it's a theory of suggestion when it's not, uh, it's clearly a microwave attack. From the Associated Press, Israel tightens COVID green pass rules sparking protest. So if you don't know about this story, um, Israel is one of the most vaccinated states. And um, now they are revoking some of the quote-unquote privileges outlined in the green pass because people aren't getting their boosters. Like I said, if it's a one-and-done shot, People are more likely to go along with it. But as we said previously, or most people educated on the issue have said previously, that um, this is every six months you're going to have to get a shot. And so this is not like the MMR or polio or whatever. This is an ongoing um, vaccination schedule. Israel restricted its COVID green pass on Sunday to allow only those who have received a vaccine booster dose or recently recuperated from the coronavirus to enter indoor venues. This is from Bloomberg. In America's next war, machines will do the thinking. From the Wall Street Journal, robots take over Italy's vineyards as wineries struggle with COVID-19 worker shortages. Again, this is um, a movement for the robot takeover. Italian winemakers have increasingly relied on migrant workers for autumn harvest, but travel restrictions and soaring wage costs are pushing many to return to machines. From Newsweek, a black woman masquerading as a Ku Klux Klan member terrorized neighbors' faces charges. Teresha Lucas, 30, is charged with eight counts of making terroristic threats. The Douglas Police Department in Georgia announced she sent racially charged notes that have begun to appear in mailboxes of residents of Manning Drive in a subdivision called Brookmont. So this is not surprising. Most of the quote-unquote racist terrorizing is done um, by the people that are claimed to be terrorized. Again, from France 24, superfans lie low as China cracks down on false idols. State regulations last month banned irrational star chasing online celebrity rankings, fundraising, and other tools used by China's fandoms to get their idols trending on social media because you have to worship the state. No religion and no fan idling, which I don't necessarily agree with. People shouldn't idolize celebrity. From the Hill, JJ vaccine could be linked to another clotting condition in the EU. Again, from the Hill, Kyrie Irving becomes NBA's anti-vaccine face. Now, many of you have probably seen this clip. Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving, an NBA champion and seven-time All-Star, has become the face of a vocal minority of prominent NBA stars voicing their hesitancy toward the COVID-19 vaccine. I mean, that's not surprising. It's within your right to not inject or have something injected into your body. I'm going to tear into the New York Times now. 
First article up, empty desks at the State Department, courtesy of Ted Cruz. Dozens of nominations have been held up by a fight between the Texas senator and the Biden administration over Russian gas pipeline project. Now, basically what the story is, is Senator Ted Cruz is holding up nominations um, for uh, Biden ambassadors because Ted Cruz, rightfully so, is protesting the Biden's allowance while closing pipelines here in the United States, allowing the Russians to um, go ahead with a Caspian Sea uh, oil pipeline. Military bases turn into small cities as Afghans wait months for homes in U.S. Oh, they have to wait months. Oh, I'm very sorry. An estimated 53,000 evacuees from Kabul remain on eight military bases across the country. Thousands more are waiting at U.S. bases abroad to come to the United States. This is an article by Miriam Jordan and Jennifer Steinhauer. Evacuees from Afghanistan began arriving by the busload to Fort McCoy Army Base in the Midwest, carrying little more than cell phones and harrowing tales of their narrow escapes from a country they may never see again. They were greeted by soldiers, assigned rooms in white barracks, and advised not to stray into surrounding forests lest they get lost. Realistically, there was a report last week that I reported on that Afghan men assaulted a unaccompanied female soldier. Um, I have no arguments against other people's culture, but um, you have to assimilate, I'm afraid, to uh, Western customs and particularly laws. Next article up, inside United Airlines' decision to mandate coronavirus vaccines over the course of the next year, the company and its unions grappled with when and how to require vaccinations for its 67,000 U.S. employees. Oh, not international employees. This is an article by Naraj Chokshi and Noam Scheiber. The company announced its vaccine mandate kicking off a two-month process that ended last Monday. No more than 70% of the airline's workers were already vaccinated, and the requirement helped convince most of the rest. Nearly all of the United 67,000 U.S. employees have been vaccinated and in one of the largest and most successful corporate efforts of the kind during the pandemic. I don't agree with mandates. I don't agree with this. And most of you probably, if you're listening to this, don't either. The, uh, the problem is with mandates, it's illegal. Um to mandate these sorts of things and nobody's paying attention to it. And, and if you know anything about the mandates and we'll hear later um, with Lord Fauci about it is um, the fact that none of the paperwork has been filed with OSHA to make these mandates even legal. So it, it's funny because basically the corporations are the ones pushing um, vaccination zealousy, really zealotry, excuse me. Um, and then they're telling the government to mandate it when it's something they already want. And so it makes people blame the government for the mandate when it's actually the corporations that want it to happen. And of course, on this part of the segment, uh, we're going to leave you uh, at, with the Sunday Review, which is the week picks of the New York Times of their op-ed pieces. And the one we're, one, one of the ones we're going to concentrate on today is, should we mess with the atmosphere? Now, many of you who are listening to this might not realize that we're already involved in some geoengineering, which is basically weather modification. So when people see the chemtrails in the sky, it's basically weather modification. If you see what they do is they try to make it rain. And so they see the sky with 
uh, part of particulate that helps generate clouds and then, of course, rain. But this is another project. Um, this is by David Keith, who is a professor of applied physics and public policy at Harvard. And um, he hosts a podcast, Energy Versus Climate, How to Cool the Planet. I, I thought we're not, we don't have global warming. I thought, again, it was climate change. So he's pushing eliminating emissions by 2050 is a difficult but achievable goal. Uh, suppose it is met. Average temperatures will not stop increasing when emissions stop, but cooling will take thousands of years as greenhouse gases slowly dissipate, blah, blah, blah. Stopping the emissions may make the climate worse, but repairing the damage to cool the planet in this century, humans must either remove carbon from the air or use solar geoengineering a temporary measure that may reduce peak temperatures, extreme storms, and other climate changes. They've already been, uh, really since the 70s, doing this geoengineering, um, and people don't even know. And one of the reasons our climate is having a lot of problems is uh, during these geoengineering experiments and weather modifications experiments, they screwed up the atmosphere, particularly the ozone, shooting uh, plasma beams into the atmosphere to uh, change the jet stream, which actually poked holes in the ozone. Um, it's That's part of HARP. You can look it up. Oh, I'm sorry to say that. Do your research. And, of course, the editorial board in the New York Times says January 6th was much worse than we knew. However, horrifying, the January 6th ride at the Capitol, I thought it was an insurrection appeared in the moment, we know now it was far worse, excuse me, the country was hours away from a full-blown constitutional crisis, not primarily because of the violence and mayhem inflicted by hundreds of President Donald Trump supporters, but because of the actions of Donald Trump himself. So they're going after uh, his run in 2024 already. In the days before the mob descended on the Capitol, a corollary attack, this one bloodless and legalistic, was playing down the street at the White House where Mr. Trump, Vice President Pence and a lawyer named John Eastman huddled in the Oval Office. Basically, most people already know this, is that they were trying to get Vice President Pence to uh, delegitimize the election. And the lawyer behind this effort was John Eastman, and Pence didn't go along with it, and that's why people were pissed off at John uh, at uh, Mike Pence. Well, he obviously won't be a run running mate in 2024, um, most people know that there was fraud going on in the election. There is no way Joe Biden got all the votes he did. There is proof of duplicating ballots and other malfeasance going on under the election. And so they try to distract you with uh, some of the revelations coming out of Arizona with another editorial for the leftoids to look at. Mr. Pence ultimately refused to sign on, earning him the rage of Mr. Trump and chance of hang Mike. Pence. That leaves all Americans who care about preserving this republic. <laughs> republic, right. A republic is, is one that is ruled by the people, not of corporations. With a clear task, reform the federal election law at the heart of Mr. Eatman's twisted ploy and make it hard as possible for anyone to pull this stunt like this again. So again, they're pushing for to um, formalize the kind of election nonsense that was going on during the election that allowed them to commit voter fraud. 
the Electoral Count Act, which passed more than 130 years ago, was Congress's response to another dramatic presidential dispute in 1876. If people don't know about this, the race between Rutherford Hayes and Samuel Tilden, there was obviously fraud going on. Um, uh, Tilden threw the gauntlet down and said there was fraud going on and eventually relented, and it was part of a post-Civil War um, compromise. Um that a lot of people weren't happy about. Uh, the fact was there was fraud going on and um, Tilden relented. So we're going to leave you with the talking heads. First one up uh, in the talking heads here is uh, West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, who uh, tries to stand up for himself while being grilled by Maggie Brennan um, about not mandating vaccines. And as a Republican should, stood up for individual liberties. Let's listen. Now, Margaret, you, you know, you don't have to come in so hot. You have to be vaccinated. And a new study last week determined unvaccinated Americans were eight times more likely to get the Delta variant than those who are unvaccinated and were 57 more times more likely to die. What? West Virginia is one state in crisis due to the Delta variant, and their vaccination rate is considerably below the national average. I just want to say it's there's it's 56% more not 56 times Maggie. Governor Jim Justice joins us. Why aren't you able to convince more of your constituents to go get immunized? Well, Margaret, we're a long ways from being in crisis in West Virginia. If you look at our death rate compared to the national average, we're still below the national average with our death rate. I'm sorry. Your hospitals are getting overwhelmed. You have a high infection rate. We're we're overwhelmed all across this country. I mean, for crying out loud, you know, West Virginia is managing it absolutely great. Say West Virginia is in a crisis is wrong. That's just all. Governor, you just asked the Biden administration for more monoclonal antibodies, which is one of the treatments for people who are hospitalized with this virus, uh, and they denied it. Fuck you. You need that because people are very sick. Are, are you concerned that your request was denied? They're going to put you all back in chains. Well, sure, we're, we're concerned. It weren't, it weren't denied. It was just lowered. The Biden administration is standing there holding the bag. We need more antibodies here, but we're managing it. Your dispute of characterization of where you are with vaccinations, but... You have to be vaccinated. Giving away guns, you're giving away these things. Why can't you increase vaccinations? We protect our freedoms. You yourself said you're right in the eye of the storm. So what's the problem? Why aren't people protecting themselves? Well, Margaret, they are. You know, I mean, we are in the eye of the storm. We're right at the peak of the surge right now. And from our hospital standpoint, we're absolutely, you know, we're, we're still doing elective surgeries and we're still doing all that. We're not overloaded from the standpoint of our hospitals, you know, having to turn people down and all that. California's governor's mandating kids 12 to 17 get a vaccine to go into the school room uh, after around January. Are you going to mandate it for school kids as well? No chance. Why? No chance. Now, Margaret, you, you know, you don't have to come in so hot. You guys asked me to come. You know, I truly believe that the mandates only divide us and only divide us more. From the standpoint of mandates, I don't believe in imposing upon our freedoms over and over and over. We still got to stand up for who we are. For crying out loud, we're Americans.
the Republican Party, which you are a part of, in terms of framing this as a freedom of choice. To, to think or that I don't want to protect the children is ridiculous. I mean, we all want to protect our children. But parents have decisions to make in this, in this situation, too, just like the local officials have decisions to make. For crying out loud, you know, that's, that's who should be making these decisions is the parents. We protect our freedoms. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Now we're going to hear from Lord Fauci, who says you need to have a vaccination if you want to work or go to school. What I won't want people to be doing is to saying, well, now that we have a drug, we don't need to get vaccinated. But we've got to keep pushing on the vaccination front. If you do not want to get vaccinated, you're not going to work or you're not going to be able to go to school. She, the president's chief medical advisor. <laughs> that we have had over the last few weeks a turning around of the acceleration of this starting to come down in cases. We right. need to continue to get those individuals now, 70 million people who are eligible to be vaccinated, vaccinated, but we've got to keep pushing on the vaccination front. Even if you are vaccinated and you are in an indoor setting, a congregate setting, it just makes sense to wear a mask in a situation where boosters are appropriate to get people boosted. You have to be vaccinated. The president announced nearly a month ago that businesses need to mandate vaccines for their employees or submit them to weekly testing. We looked, it's been a month. None of this paperwork has been filed with OSHA to make that happen. Was this a, a stunt? Was this a, a stunt? I think you'll be seeing a lot more once we get past these legal issues. If you want to be on campus, with real-time classes, mm -hmm. you really have to get vaccinated or you can't come. You have to be vaccinated. If you do not want to get vaccinated, you're not going to work or you're not going to be able to go to school. We had news this week from Merck that they have this new pill they submitted to the FDA that can reduce the chances of hospitalization if you get COVID. Well, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's no proof at all or even indication it's going to work. So. <laughs> you don't, we're, we're talking yeah, millions, billions, trillions these days. No, understood. What I don't want people to be doing is to saying, well, now that we have a drug, we don't need to get vaccinated. What? Okay, now we need to pull back. We don't need any more people to get vaccinated. They're going to put you all back in chains. Yeah, that's right. It remains your right uh, to decide what kind of medical treatment you think you or your children need to have. And we're going to leave you uh, with David Pogue, who talks about on Sunday morning, who talks about conspiracy theories on Facebook about alternative treatments and about what people, what their opinions are basically behind COVID-19 the coronavirus and the subsequent um, vaccination zealotry. Let's listen. Critics worry that some, and maybe even a lot, of that so called news consists of conspiracy theories and misinformation. David <laughs> looks at the challenges facing Facebook. What? Facebook is just like big tobacco, pushing a product that they know is harmful 
Researchers from Facebook, which owns Instagram, repeatedly found that the app was toxic, even deadly, for teen girls in particular. The report shows that the new algorithm that Facebook had would push more and more divisive content. Misinformation. Like posts saying that the COVID vaccine causes miscarriages. Or that the FDA is tracking unvaccinated people. Or that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. None of that is true. Adriano Gaffi is a medical director of the Altus Health System near Houston. About 80% would come from Facebook. I read on Facebook, it's poison, it's got tracking devices in me, it makes cows sterile. What? I've heard all kinds of things. I feel so sorry for this person that they're this brainwashed. Laura Edelson is a misinformation researcher at New York University. Her studies have found that misinformation sells. Well, the FTC is slamming Facebook for cutting off access to a group of researchers who were studying misinformation on Facebook. In August of 2021, they shut down our accounts. So you're not on Facebook anymore? No, I'm not. I have no place to post my dog pictures. New York Times tech columnist Kevin Roos. Choose the right synonym for ruse, noun trick, ruse, stratagem, maneuver, artifice, while faint mean and indirect means to gain an end trick may imply deception, roguishness, illusion, and either an evil or harmless end. The tricks of the trade ruse stresses an attempt to mislead by a false impression. Kevin Roos has written extensively about misinformation on Facebook. A lot of people disagree about what misinformation is. Between removing genuinely harmful content from the site, while also you know, not engaging in what they would consider censorship. Facebook declined our request for an interview, but it heartily rejects the notion that it's killing people. The company points out that it has deleted over 20 million false posts, shut down the accounts of 3,000 repeat offenders, put warning labels on 190 million questionable posts. As CEO Mark Zuckerberg told Gail King a few weeks ago, maybe the problem isn't Facebook, maybe it's America. What? Banks are incredibly powerful institutions that are a vital part of modern society, but they also have the power to be incredibly harmful. It is not hyperbolic to say that misinformation on Facebook kills people. I feel so sorry for this person that they're this brainwashed. I d I'm just, I'm left wondering where the truth lies. Is it... You have to be vaccinated. Is there an evil streak to it all? A lot of people disagree about what misinformation is. Yeah, that's right. First of all, Facebook is evil. Um, they do censor. Um, but the fact is, the there is not alternative facts, but alternative information out there that has been deemed misinformation or disinformation. And in reality, it's just alternative information. There's there's two sides to every coin. People have the right to check out the information that they think is necessary to deal with COVID, uh, to deal with vaccinations, to deal with the government. To deal with globalism. That's it for me. We'll see you next week. Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to subscribe and like. Uh, and you can check me out on, on Facebook, Twitter, Minds. I'm back on Parlor. I'm also on Locals. So check it out. <laughs>
We'll see you next week.